Welcome to All Tea No Shade. My name is Xander Alexander, and I am just living my best life. Trying to keep it real, trying to keep it cute, and trying to keep it real cute. All Tea No Shade. Now let's spill some tea. An apple a day may keep the teacher away, but is that what you really want? Have you ever seen a teacher you want to hook up with? Well, today we're talking to Hot Mike, a gay teacher. We're going to talk a little bit about being a gay teacher, and we'll get a little down and dirty on hookup culture from a bottom to a top. After hearing this episode, you'll know a little bit more about what it's like to teach in a heteronormative standards and a little insight into why we grind. So let's jump into it. Say hello, Hot Mike. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so, you are a gay teacher, is that correct? It is. So tell me, tell me a bit about what it's like being a teacher or being a gay teacher. What are some of the things that you or maybe what are some of the things that you go through that you don't think a normal teacher goes through? Well, first of all, it's funny because you want to be able to be honest with the students about you know, who you are. And straight teachers can always say, I have a wife, her name is Jessica, whatever. They tell, talk about their children. And I have to conceal those things about me because I'm afraid that if I were to share anything, I would be, I would become ostracized. They wouldn't mm -hmm. want to associate with me. Share anything like talking about butt sex? Wow, that would be a little <laughs> extreme. I'm saying like I have a boyfriend. They would be really uncomfortable. I think. But I do your really children ever ask about, about like, miss, like, do they ever ask you if you have a partner or a wife or do they, they understand that you're gay? I have a wife. And then the follow up question is, are you gay? And even when I say I don't want to talk about it, they'll continue to ask. They're just very curious. I think it's it's that feeling of, oh, let's try to intimidate him. But in reality, they're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever tell them? Have you ever told one of your students that you're gay? When I was in China, I did. And she was so relaxed about it that it was, um, it was a relief for me. I realized that I'm being a little bit too uptight about it. But, you know... People lose their jobs for being gay as teachers, and you have to be careful. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's so many ways to get around why you get rid of the teacher. It doesn't have to be what it really is, you know? Yeah. So, do you think there is a pressure then to teach by heteronormative standards? Like, you have to teach the straight way, because you can't really teach the gay way. Well, it depends what you mean by that, because today we talk about learning styles, and a lot of the learning styles are very feminine, like singing, like movement, um, <laughs> like audio, listening. A lot of, I feel like a lot of the ways that we present material now, also artistic, they tend to be more feminine qualities, or more common among... Um, Bottoms. Females, yeah, bottoms, yeah, bottoms and females, yes. I mean, not to 
oversimplify or to judge in any way, but yes, more feminine and more, I mean, bottoms. Like my musical theater friends, all bottoms. Exactly. All bottoms. Yeah, no, but I think the curriculum sing, is swinging. What's that? Curriculum is swinging that way? The swinging is swinging towards the feminine side for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. More, more boys in high school are coming out and um, at much younger ages and people accept them. Yeah. So. I mean, I attribute some of my best learning to being a theater kid in, in high school. And I wasn't even an out, out in high school. So some of my best days were in this group called Forensics, which is like a competitive acting and speech team. Um, I don't think they have it in New York. They have it upstate. They don't have it in, in, um, in the city. But, um, so that's so funny. Um, is there anything else about being a gay teacher that you want people to know? sometimes hard to be around male students because they they may sense that you're gay and it's hard to like get too close to them yeah and also on the other hand it's very funny because girls sometimes are uncomfortable with a male teacher but I'm gay so it's like they don't realize that there's that disconnect yeah Uh, kids just act funny with a gay teacher and (laughs) it might be my imagination but I feel it pretty strongly and I've seen it over and over yeah so I don't know that's funny I mean do you get along with, like, do you find that your female students get along with you more or easier? My, some of my female students love me. Yeah. And it's also about the kids that love me are the ones that I really praise because there's something to praise. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds horrible, but this no. is one girl. She started out the school year. She really couldn't write very well at all. No capital letters, no punctuation, no quotation marks for quotes. It was really messy. And I, like, I was like, you're so intelligent. I'm gonna show you 10 things and you can master all of these and you're gonna be the best writer in, that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I said, because you are really smart and you have good ideas. When you see a kid has good ideas, it's like, yeah. I told her how amazing she was. She's like a different kid. Looking at her writing pieces now from when they were in September, mm-hmm. it's like she gets everything and she just progressed so much and she loves me because I encouraged her. But sometimes it's really hard to do that with kids because they may not know really commit to what they're doing and yeah they're not putting enough effort in and you just you can't say that you can't reward somebody that's and i think i would say that in general it to to what you were saying a bit ago about the sort of feminization or feminine nature to it like it takes somebody who is caring and nurturing to teach to and to some degree because it is like you're the parent of these kids and you know, traditionally speaking, the dad is the one who's very hands-off and just like, all right, kids, you know, do whatever. And mom is like, all right, no, what are you doing? Where are you going? Call me when you get there. Call me when you leave. Like, call me when you get home. I'll be waiting up for you. Like, and that's kind of, it's kind of like what a teacher has to be because some teachers are with their kids more than their parents are with them. Most teachers. Most teachers. And I... It's funny because sometimes I respond to the kids differently depending on what I'm going through in my personal life or how I'm feeling that day if I'm super tired or whatever. And if you contrast yesterday and today, yesterday I was really agitated. I was having a lot of problems with the kids and some of them were like cussing me out and everything. 
today I went into school with just this very calm demeanor and I was like joking around with the kids. One kid like screamed at me and I mimicked his voice, but like way more dramatic than how he did it. And the kids were dying. And it's just like, I think today, like when I was in that mindset, I was like, this might be the only smile this child sees today. Yeah. Because yes, his classmates may be smiling, but they're probably doing awful things. They're probably making fun of people. It's not something loving towards them. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I know they don't go home to screaming parents or like six siblings where their mom is taking care of all of them and they're being completely ignored and they have all this homework but nobody speaks the language to help them or nobody's educated enough to help them or and teachers are telling their children you need to care about school you need to work hard you need to value your education so that you can advance in life and their parents are modeling this behavior of living off the government or not need wanting to work hard because you know it's too too much effort it's just, it's hard to like fight against that. Um, yeah. Which is interesting coming from a gay male because we fight against a lot of things in our lives and it's, we know how hard it is to fight against anything. Um, so, the other thing we wanted to get into today was a little bit about hookup culture and why we grind. So we're talking about being gay as if it's normal, but to a lot of people, being gay is not normal and neither is gay hookup culture. Um, there's a lot of things that are very abnormal about gay hookup culture. So. I mean, let's be honest. Gay hookup culture can be either very extreme or very tame. Like take, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg, presidential nominee. I don't think he's seen the dark side or the nasty side or the feisty side of gay hookup culture. He seems very, put your phone down. <laughs> if I hear one more noise come off of your phone, yes, that is me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I was preparing for the next question you have for me. <laughs> um, so I was saying gay hookup culture can either be extreme or it can be normal and kind of vanilla. Um, and then I said, Pete Buttigieg, presidential candidate for the Democratic Party, doesn't look like he's had a very extreme gay hookup culture. Not to mention, I think we would have heard about it by now, his grinder stories, but I don't think he has any. Because mm -hmm. him and Chaston met, and when they first met, it was just like, oh, hey, how's it going? And like, you're a pretty cool guy. And I'm just like, that's your, that's how you met story? Cute. Um, meanwhile, like, and gay hookup. <laughs> right? I mean, he is, he is, he can get it. That's all I have to say, is he can definitely get it. Um, and I think, I think that's why people are gravitating towards him too. Um, 
like he's like it's like when you think about it like hookup culture or not hookup culture like we discussed in the last episode about having a gay best friend having just that gay in your life like you know that for some reason they trust our decisions because like straight women for example or straight men like they know that we're always right when it comes to girls and straight girls think that we're always right when it comes to guys so they tend to talk to us a lot about it Mm -hmm. so i feel like there's something about like that come hither boy next door gaiety to him that is very attractive and appealing to consumers or to to voters um that being said i want to know what do you think do you think he's a top or do you think he's a bottom i think he's verse he's like a little bit like manly but at the same time it looks like he has a nice booty yeah yeah he, I mean, he no, was in the. No, that's that's how that's exactly what we talk about on Altino Shade. Um, no, he. I just. I. It's like I can't tell because I feel like Chastin just seems like a huge bottom, but at the same time, Pete doesn't seem like a. It's not like Pistol Pete Dom Top, either. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, do you think anybody knows who these people are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, of course they know who Pete Buttigieg is. I mean, unless they've been living under a rock. Nobody knows who we are. Actually, that's a lie. People probably, some people still know who I am. Somebody on Grinder the other day recognized me. Like this guy that I talked to on Grinder. He recognized me from when I was on X Factor. Wow. That was in 2011. And why did you notice this? When he first saw me on, um, on Grindr. And that's why he messaged me. And I was like, so you're kind of a fangirl. And then he got like really, really a little obsessive. And, and not that I mind it. I mean, I think he's cute. He's like adorable, but he's not like, you know, I'm not like, oh my God. But um, I could tell that his personality was a little like obsessive and he would get mad if like either I didn't respond right away or and this was before I even thought of it that way and then I just I would hear him saying like oh you're so cute you're so cute and I'm like what are you talking about like I wasn't thinking of it that way and yeah it turns out that he actually liked me and it's just I'm like sometimes I can be very daft when it comes to that type of thing exactly I'm like and this is why I'm still single ladies and gentlemen this is why I am still single because I can't get a clue it's like blues clues only the only thing blue are my balls nice (laughs) Um, oh, look at those two getting so close. He doesn't ever let anyone lay that close to him or on his blanket. 
How many opportunities has he had? Huh? How many opportunities has he had? <laughs> um, oh, I see what you did there. Um, a lot. I like dog dates. Um, and it's just how he is around other dogs. My baby. Hi. You're so gay. Why? What? Why? Oh, just because you're gay. Do you disagree? I mean, yours, you're the one that has a hard dick right now. What? Yeah, it's like up in my face. Oh my God, you're such a liar. You're so, I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so, back to hookup culture. As a, oh, as, as a bottom. Dude, I ever talk about us hooking up. <laughs> no, I don't. How do all I ever talk about us hooking up? This is the Constant. first time we've <laughs> talked about hookup okay, culture. Right. Um, Never <laughs> talked about sex. Um, so, as a bottom, what is hookup culture like for you in New York? <sighs> it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I want to hook up with somebody, but I like the lines to be clear at the end of it, and it never is. You want to know, was that a hookup? Was it something more? Um, and as a bottom, I think, when someone's like fucking you, you get more sensitive to everything. It's more, um, it's more emotional. Yeah. So I always am like, he's really cute. We had a great conversation. But if I knew this was just a hookup, I could immediately let it go. But you don't know what they're thinking, especially when they do the... When they send constant texts, like reaffirming their feelings, or even like stating them for the first time, and you're just like, okay, they're playing games with me, but I'm gonna go along with it because I wanna keep this open. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's such an unhealthy thing to do. It's really much better to state intentions immediately and try to. So, I don't know, I guess as a bottom, it's just a little bit more intense of a feeling. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um... And I, I would say that most bottoms feel that way. And I think as I think as a top, it's probably easier to just discard um, sexual partners because it's like a dime a dozen, like pump and dump, you know, um, just blow and go style is a lot easier for an, a top to accomplish. And especially as being more of a masculine type thing, whereas bottoming is, I think, is being more of a feminine type thing, because like a woman, you're receiving. And um, so I think it is, there is a sense of like attachment that I think bottoms get when they have sex versus tops. But you seem to have somewhat of a top mentality as a bottom because you seem to be able to discard it so easily. Whereas I'm a little bit different in that I'm a top with more of a bottoms mindset. Like I take things very, I take things a lot more seriously. I take things more personally. I get more emotionally attached sooner, quicker, faster than the average person. Um, and like, 
you know, I'm a hopeless romantic, like, you know, waiting for that love to develop that, like, you never saw coming, but then you can never live without. That's kind of, ah, uh, God, gushing, hopeless romantic that I am. But I'll never find it because this is the gay world. And gay hookup culture basically prevents that, especially when you live in a big city like New York where there are just options and options and options and options. People just keep allowing their options to come. What? Recycling, yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it's difficult. It's difficult being a top with a bottoms mentality, but for you it seems to be easy to be a bottom with a tops mentality because you can just let go easy. Um, I sometimes wonder what I really feel because I have deep emotion when I'm with somebody and when I'm developing a relationship. But I do detach very easily. And I just find someone new and I replace. And people say things like, um, it's a rebound, but for me it's like, no, I'm just over it. If I don't feel loved or somewhere, if somebody proves to me that they're not the right one, I just easily cut myself from them. Cut and what do they have to do to prove to you that they're the right one? I don't have, I haven't found the right one. I keep just, <laughs> I keep learning new things and, uh, If something doesn't feel like the right fit, I just just keep it moving. I might entertain it for a while because I want someone around, <laughs> but most of the time it's... it's <laughs> That's terrible. That is such a top thing. Yeah, I act like a top. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think I'm a bottom. You keep calling me a bottom, I'm a verse. Oh, okay. If, the way I view it is, if I'm a bottom and it's good sex, I love being a bottom. But if I'm a top and it's good sex, I love being a top. Mm. That's pretty much how I feel. Oh, okay. But then I like like finger my ass or something. Like yeah. I need something, some kind of stimulation. Yeah. I can fuck for like a long time. I'll never get soft. Really? Yeah, but I won't come. I just can't come. It's not. I don't know. I have to jack off to come. Oh, really? Or get fingered. Yeah, I can't come from just. From just, oh, okay. But I can stay hard for a very long time and be into it for a very long time. Oh, interesting. That Unless is I'm, very, like, super incapacitated. That is very top, top-like. Want um, to be able to go on and on. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I would say, like, I mean, I don't know. That, that also comes with gays and hooking up. We, we all have such, like, mental health awareness and the gay community go hand in hand almost. And there are some of us whose sex lives are affected by our mental health. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, anxiety and depression. A lot of times those medications are, I can hear that. You're interviewing a teacher, bitch, like relax. <laughs> He's yes, grading, grading papers. papers that I've had on my desk for like six weeks. <laughs> like, are we getting a grade? Are you just like not doing your job? Don't. <laughs> um. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Gaydd. 
top culture and bottom culture or verse culture. I mean, I would say I'm verse as well. And I'm trying to embrace trying to become a bottom more. Um, okay, listen, I don't put it, I don't ever put it like that. I am a lady. <laughs> um, because I've always been such a verse top, like a, I, I always say verse top just because it's like, it's not that I don't bottom, it's just that I never bottom. So, but when I bottom, I think I'm a pretty good bottom. Um, but it just means so much more to me when I bottom for someone, if I let them, it means a lot. And that's coming from me. So, well, today we heard it from a gay teacher, Hot Mike. How to dish it, how to give it, or how to take it. And we got a little down and dirty on why we grind and hookup culture. Thank you ever so much for listening and we will catch you next time where we are keeping gay culture under the microscope. Once again, I'm Xander Alexander, and this is All Tea No Shade, where I try to keep it real, I try to keep it cute, and I try to keep it real cute. And that's the tea.